Welcome to the Wedding Sassles, your no BS wedding business podcast. We're here to real talk you through the common F-ups we see companies making from the practical strategies you can implement today. This month's topic is appointments and tours. And in this episode, you'll learn what to do after the appointment. And not get ghosted, you'll need a successful follow-through. We're your hosts. I'm Shannon Tarrant. I'm Vanessa Negrom. And welcome to The Shit Show. Episode 24 of The Wedding Sassholes. Yeah, I am always shocked how many people are like, I get ghosted after my appointments. Like, I don't... I Sounds like a personal really, problem. Uh, sure it does. <laughs> I didn't really have that issue very often when it came to appointments. And I think a lot of that is because of what we talked about last week, like setting it up for mm-hmm. the next. Um, do you find that you, I'm not saying I never got ghosted, but I got ghosted from the people I couldn't connect with. And I was like, they're probably not going to book here anyways. Do you get ghosted every now and then? Maybe not all the time, but every now and then? Very, very rarely, if they've booked an appointment, do we get ghosted. After sending an estimate, like just email communications, yeah. But if they've had, if they've come in and I have physically met them, it's very rare. Like I could probably count on one hand how many times that has happened because I usually send, if they don't, you know, sign or whatever, I send follow up emails. And then in the last email, I do say like, hey, like if you've gone a different direction, totally get it. Not everybody's a great fit. Just let us know. And then they always respond. I know we talk about this a lot too, but do you think that sometimes that might have something to do with the percentage of your leads that come from referrals? Yes, more than likely. I think that because they're not like cold leads from the internet that they're coming in like semi-warm. I think that that probably also helps a little bit of that. So paying attention to where the lead comes from, maybe mm-hmm. makes some shifts when it comes to the sales appointment. Well, especially when it's like the planner who has referred you, the planner is going to circle back around for you. Like, oh, yes. how did your appointment go? What did you think? Like, they're going to remind them to contact you. Mm-hmm. But usually I feel like, you know, when people tell me that they got ghosted and I ask them like, well, how do you finish it? How do you end your appointments? Most of the time they didn't, don't do those steps that we talked about last week, that they don't actually like finish it and they leave it hanging where the couple's like, okay, we're going to go think it over. And there's not a, there's no next there. Or they wait too long to do the follow-up. Oh, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's huge You can't too. let a week go by after you've met them and gone over all the details. You can't wait till a week goes by to send them the estimate and to be like, oh, hey, great meeting you last week. That's yeah. too much time. I you can't think, do that. I'm sorry, florist friends. If you're a florist and you're listening, I'm so sorry. But you guys are repeat offenders in this category. That like, when I worked at a venue, there was one florist who got 95% of my referrals because they had the quote within 24 hours, maybe 48 if it was extreme for some reason that she really had to dig to get numbers and dollars and whatever, you know, in terms of what it would be to ship something specific. But yeah, like you have you have to take the next step as quickly as possible. And I know we all get busy and I've been known to let something slip through the cracks too. So like, we're not perfect over here. No, we're not. I mean, we're close. <laughs> But if you've met them in person, it's not like, you know, they left you a voicemail and you were getting back to them when you could. Like you've already, you've already sat down with them. I think you can fall on the sword too a little when you screw up and you can be like, oh, sorry, fell through the cracks. Like I'm an asshole. Like, Like, hey, I'm sorry. 
we saw you right going into a weekend that we had multiple weddings and and I'm just circling back around like that's fine yeah I think when it comes to we touched on this a little bit at the end of the last episode but I think every the end of every single sales meeting that you do should really be a yes, a no, or a clear future of the next step. So when I say clear future, it doesn't mean people don't still need time to think about it or consider or do other meetings and do other tastings, but it's very clear on exactly what is the next step going to be. So mm-hmm. when a couple would come in tour and they'd say, oh, we have four other tours books. I'd be like, perfect. You know, I really want you to go see what else is out there and make sure that we're the exact fit of the perfect venue that you're looking for. Would it be okay if I touch base with you? You know, I'm going to send over the quote and the estimate so you have it. Would it be okay with me if I touch base with you next week? You know, what would be the best option? Text, email, you know, quick phone call, you know, just to see kind of where you're at in the decision process. Mm -hmm. And you know what they would say? Of course. Yeah, definitely check in next week. Um, Text would be best. I'd be like, perfect. So I'll shoot you over a quick text. And I am a, was a big fan of, because venues were so hard to apples to apples, really helping to guide them and offering to spend that time looking at other proposals if they needed the help. But that was a very clear future. If they didn't walk out of there being like, yay, send me the contract or absolutely not, Shannon, this is over our budget. It doesn't look right. You know, it's not the look we're looking for or whatever. But I really pushed, not pushed, but I guided towards the yes, the no, or had an exact next step. And are you doing that in your business? If you're one of those people and you take a look in the mirror right now, if you are one of those people saying, uh, I get ghosted, are you actually like finishing the appointment? The Michael Jackson song just started playing in my head. Man (laughs) in the mirror. Yeah. Take a look at the man or the well man in the mirror. And you tell me, are you actually doing those steps? Yes. Well, and and let them know what the next step is for them to take and how they can take it. So you're leaving the ball in their court. You're not just like, okay, let us know what you think. Like, no, give them action steps and action items to do. Let me know, guys, today. If you ever sit down and write, this is every single time I sales coach anyone, after you listen to this podcast episode, you are never, ever again permitted to use the words, let me know. At the end of an email, you have to turn it around. Thank you, Alan Merg, for teaching me this, but you have to flip it into a question every time. Would you like to move forward? What do you want to do next? You know, when are you trying to make a decision by whatever that is, but flip it into a question. There is something psychological about being asked a question that you feel obligated to respond to it. Mm-hmm. Well, and it gives them something to do. You're giving yeah. them an action. You're giving them a task that they have to get back to you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The other thing that I will attribute, I like to learn things along the way in my career and teach them to you that when I was a very young little munchkin in the catering world, I had a mentor and she said to me, you know, you get those, you ever see those TikToks? It's like, what's the best piece of advice you ever received? And mm-hmm. this one is so simple, but it was be your word. Like if you tell people that you are going to get them a proposal tomorrow, Thursday, 48 hours, 72 hours, next Monday, unfucking acceptable. But if you suck and you say next Monday, like you have got to deliver whatever you say you're going to within the time frame that you promised. Like mm-hmm. 
you have to be your word because if you lose trust, that's such stupid trust to lose during the sales process. They're not going to believe that you're going to check all those other boxes that you promised you're going to do along the way. Yeah, it's for it's for telling of what you're going to do on the day of. If you can't send them the estimate and the time frame that you said, then how are you going to deliver all the things that you already said that you were going to do on their day? And I think it's okay. So let's today is Monday when we record this. So let's say I do a sales appointment today and I say, I'll send it to you by tomorrow, end of day. It's okay if Tuesday morning I look at my day and I'm like, oh my God, fires are burning every which way. Something's happening. My cat's sick. I got to. It's okay to send the email, but you can't just miss the deadline. You can send the email and be your word and say, I'm so sorry. I know I promised this to you today, but unfortunately, some unforeseen circumstances, it is going to be the very first thing I do. You'll have it by 10 a.m. tomorrow, and then you damn sure better get it done. This is another reason why I'm such a big advocate on just try to do it the same day. I know it's not possible for everyone, but just check it off the list. Like bonus points, if you can get it to them immediately after the appointment. Yeah, like, but some of that is just time blocking it, right? If you know it takes you 15 to 20 minutes after the fact, don't open up your inbox and start doing stupid shit. Don't you, Vanessa, go into the kitchen and start cleaning the dishes, throw the dishes in the sink and go out there and get it done and get it sent if you can do it. Like that information, if you have a system for how you do this, you probably already have stock emails written into your lead you know, into your CRM that you just need to send the pieces over. So, you know, make it so easy for the next step, whether it's a proposal or, you know, a quote or an estimate or whatever you want to call it so that they can go right in there, accept it, go automatically to the contract and automatically to go pay that deposit. The quicker you can send it, the quicker it's top of mind for them and the more likely they are to just do it same day. Yeah, under promise what you can do for them and then way over deliver. If you start that, um, I recently was at the special event and cater source conference and there was an amazing speaker there. Her name is Marcy Blum and she's a super high-end wedding planner. Very ultra luxury. I mean, holy shit, the money people spend on her events. I mean, I was drooling looking at the pictures. Her big thing was that like, People in our industry really want to work with high-end and luxury clients, but they don't understand the level of service that's required to Mm -hmm. work with. And first of all, you don't just wake up and become luxury. You like earn your way into it. But one of the takeaways I got from her presentation was if you don't start servicing like they are ultra rich, which have very high demands of expectations of service, you don't start servicing at that level when you are down here trying to grow into the luxury category, right? Like if you don't start servicing at that level now, you're never going to get there. And I loved that because I kind of felt like you treat, you start treating everybody like they're ultra luxury and that their expectations are crazy high. You'll immediately start, you know, creeping your way as your prices creep up, your service level matches it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like faking it till you make it, but you're you're not faking it. You're you're making it. Yeah, so you're you experiencing and executing yes. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you're yep. executing it at a level. My favorite part of her presentation. I know I'm on a tangent. Was that she like literally held up her phone and she's like at the wedding three weeks ago? I guess held up their phone and said, "Can you charge this?" No one was standing there. Like she wasn't. She was just talking to the air. 
And Marcy like went over, grabbed her phone and said, absolutely, ma'am, let me go over and get that charged. And she said in their bag, they have six portable chargers already pre-charged, ready to go with every connector they have. They put it into that bag that they carry with them and they charge it up to about 30, 40%. They're like super fast chargers and get back. And I was like, holy shit, that is the luxury market that you're just like, somebody fix my problem. I can't even imagine. <laughs> it was great. But like, I was like, that's a level of service that they have come to expect. And mm-hmm. if you can train yourself to start thinking ahead of what are the pain points I can solve? What are the things I can fix before it ever becomes a problem? It was, it's pretty exceptional. That's amazing. I'm I know. Hold my phone up in the air and be like, someone charge this. Literally, dude, like, someone charge this. And like, Hello? Marcy. Marcy was like, I heard her, but I was like 10 feet away. It was hysterical. So, um, all right. So what should you be sending after the appointment? So I send the estimate immediately and Mm -hmm. attached to that estimate, depending on how your CRM system is attached to that estimate. It has instructions on how to sign the contract, accept the estimate and to make their deposit. So it's boom, boom, boom. It's domino effect, makes it easy peasy. It's very um, convenient for them. It's also very convenient for me. They're not waiting on me to get the contract. They're not waiting on me to take the deposit. Everything is just one, two, three. I can't tell you how many times, which is unfortunate, but how many times I've had clients come in and unfortunately they said, we didn't book with this person because we waited so long on a contract that we never got that we just moved on to the next person. I know you can't see my face and audio, but I'm like eyes bugging, like, holy shit. Someone else, money first, guys, money first. When you audit your email box in the morning, the very first thing you do is the dollars, meaning not like forsake the booked client questions, unless it's like an actual emergency, forsake the booked client that's eight months out for the bitch who said, send me a contract. Like that is the first thing you do. It's mind blowing, right? Mind blowing. They're like, yeah, well, we never, we never made a deposit because they never sent us an invoice. And I'm like, I don't understand. They're with all of the CRM systems and all of the invoicing yeah. systems that are out there. Why are people waiting on this? Yeah, you so can do it that's from an why app I say, yeah, that's why I say send it immediately. Give them all of the things so yeah. that they can easily book it and it's done. I think that's true. It's all of the pieces of things you talked about. So if you are talking about maybe you're a florist and you pulled up an inspiration photo that they were like, oh my God, that's it. That's the vibe. That's the thing. Send it. Like if you talk to them about vendors, which we talked about last episode, send them. Like if you are a DJ and it's songs or you're a planner and you had some tips for them, like that opportunity is for you to send and share those resources. Not just you send them in a meeting. I don't know about you, but they don't write shit down. So now send it over, use that as part of your follow through on the other side of it and send them over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a lot of like a lot of the times if I need to send something outside of contracts, estimate, things like that, it's typically because whatever their design aspect is, if I have a wedding that's coming up that I think is very similar to what they're wanting, I will let them know. And this is a part of another follow through is. You know, if you check out our Instagram on this weekend coming up, we actually have a cake at your venue that's similar to the style that you like. You can see it, you know, as a video or whatever. And then um, I also make a notation to send them a picture of it, like in an email, like, hey, did you see this over the weekend kind of thing? So it's, but if you know that there's something coming up that is their style that you have already on the book, make sure that you mention that, like, hey, we... You know, here's past examples, but here's also things that are right now 
that we've done recently that are exactly up your alley. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think, yeah, invoice, contract, all of those things are key. But outside of that, if they're not ready or you send that and they're not like ready to pull the trigger, you know, we're going to share a few other ideas of touch points that maybe you can do. So if you are a venue, lean in and listen up. This shit is magical. When you are touring couples around your space and you get to like a ceremony space or an epic photo op, I would take my cell phone and I would say to them, oh, why don't you guys stand up there and hold hands like you're going to get married? No, make sure you're standing on the correct side, blah, 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 whatever. And I would take their picture at a few different spots throughout the property. Now we had multiple ceremony spots. We had like multiple photo ops and I would just take their picture at a lot of them. And then, you know, mentally remember and write down on my pen and paper and my clipboard, which we talked about last week, which their favorite spot was. We used a website called Postable, where I could upload an image of them. So it was a pre-designed card, an actual mailed card that I would send the day of their tour. And it looks like handwriting on the inside. And I would put their picture on the cover and I would say, can you picture your wedding here? Like their photo in the spot at the venue, it was like a cute little design. And then on the inside, I would write a personal, I'd type in a personal note, I made sure on my tour sheet, like that meeting sheet we talked about to make sure I had their mailing address, which you're going to need for a contract anyways, but I would mail them an actual card for the $3 or $4 that it cost us to mail them. Do you know, sometimes they would call me a month later and say things like that card has been on my refrigerator for three as we're touring every other venue that card is on my desk it's on the fridge and I just keep saying to myself yes I can picture my wedding there yes I can picture my wedding there and I was like these bitches be crazy but it worked it worked it worked so it's like it's just that it just shows a level of service again kind of what we talked about that by mailing them something physical. Now, I would send that email, like Vanessa said, within a day, maybe two days at the longest, I'd send that email over, but the mail always took five to seven days. So there was a touch point I knew was coming that I didn't have to physically do anything. Right. What stuff you do maybe after the fact or things like that, that if somebody's just kind of hanging out there, that when you have to do some extra follow through? Like the sleepers? Yeah, sleepers. How do you stay on top of the sleepers? I actually send them. <laughs> it kind of sounds mean, but I don't care. I send them an email. If they don't respond to the follow-up or they don't respond to me at all, I send an email telling them that um, we were sad to never hear back from them and we will be opening up and releasing their date. I like it. That's a like, nicer version of the I'm closing your file. Yeah. Instead it, of saying I'm closing your file, I'm opening up to does, revive the day. Yeah. It just says, it just says, hey, um, we just appreciate you thinking of us to be, to be part of your planning process. We were sad never to hear back from you. Um, we understand that some places are a better fit. So we will be, we will be opening and releasing your date back up. If down the road you pick planning back up and decide that you still are in need of our services, please feel free to reach back out and we can go from there. But I let them know that we're closing this. If you've chosen someone else, that's fine. If you haven't and you just aren't ready to decide, then just let us know later and we'll check our availability. But right now we're taking you off the list. So, so. what does your follow-up process look like in between the invoice and like the 
quote for a post meeting email and like what does your process look like what ways do you stay in touch with them in between that and the release your date email i send an estimate immediately after that yep. has all the instructions okay. and then after after a week i do it seven days after seven days goes by i send a follow-up email just saying hey just wanting to touch base make sure that you got this um sometimes it goes to our, your spam folder blah 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 so i blame it on spam um, and then I send another one that just says um, something along the lines of, "Did you? Are there? Is there anything that you would like to change about this estimate, or did you have any further questions?" Like always asking them yeah. the question of, "Was there something that you had a question on, or you needed right. to change, or did you want to? Did you want to um, different options? Did you want more options? Right. Kind of thing." And then if we don't hear after those two, that's when I send the third. So it's been about a month at that yeah. point. So I send it and I don't send it all in the same week. I think that's just annoying. Yeah, so I no, send you it spread it out one, a little. One week and then another week and then the third week. I'm just like, okay, well, we haven't heard back from you. We've already met you in person. Like we're closing this. If you decide to come back, great. If not, also great. Like, yeah. Again, I think like, as we've talked about, it's it's an easier process maybe when you're further down the booking line because they mm -hmm. make decisions faster when they're at that venue stage and they're trying to book appointments and tours and go all over town and be like, maybe I'll go to Georgia. Maybe I'll go to North Carolina. And you're like, oh my God, these people. So I think the process is a little bit longer from a venue standpoint before you can oh, just totally. kind of give up and be like, I don't want to say give up, but be like, I'm done chasing you people. Um, so a few of the things that we used to do was would be I'd follow them on social media and you know, put them in my favorites in on Instagram. So I could go in and kind of keep an eye on where they're at and what they're doing. Because I think it's easy to forget that like, while we're waiting on a response for them, like you are not their priority. No, and you're not the only person trying to contact them. No, you have, they have jobs, lives, you know, things like that, all kinds of different stuff like that. So um, you are not the priority. So I would kind of engage and stay in touch on social media. Um, I would share some testimonials. Like you had said, sending over photos of recent weddings that fits their vibe. You know, I'd maybe share albums of spaces, you know, weddings that we've done in that space, send over some, you know, a recent testimonial if we got a new review. And then I've got a dirty secret. And again, another one other than just the card. So there is an online software. If you guys don't know by now that I pay for too much monthly shit, I got a problem with online subscriptions, but it's like the cost of having an extra employee. I'm down for it. So there is a website and there are many of these. Um, the one we use is called Vidyard, V-I-D-Y-A-R-D. Um, there's also things like Loom and stuff like that. And what it is, is you are recording videos, um, just like fast, dirty. It's like you opened up a Zoom and you just started talking. The reason I use Vidyard is it in, um, integrates directly into Gmail. So I can literally click like compose email and down at the bottom is the little Vidyard head and I can say insert Vidyard video and record a fast. Now these are not fancy videos. It is literally like me sitting here. I mean, I made sure I like showered, but I just start talking and say, you know, hey, Mike and Susie, I had the best time touring you guys. I hope the venue tours are going well and you're not getting too overwhelmed. Remember, I'm here if you need any help comparing. But it's like face to camera talking to them. It is not just another email. And then Vidyard dumps that 
like video link thing right in the email. Now, when they click it, it pops open into a separate window. The e video is not in the email, but when I do that, it actually, Vidyard tells you if they watch the video and what percentage of the video they watched. Oh. oh, sexy. So besides the fact that most CRMs will tell you if they opened it or not, but like you ever like whip through your phone and you like open stuff and you're like, eh, whatever, and keep moving. Like just because it's open doesn't mean it was read. That's kind of how mm -hmm. I feel about that. So but when, it's, this, when it's multiple emails in a row that have all been read. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then maybe, <laughs> maybe, but what if they're just a bad habit opener and they just whip through yeah. and go through and whatever. So um, but that Vidyard, let me tell you, no one else is doing it. No one. So even now, like when I go and tour a venue as wedding venue map and sit down and say to them, like, and I send over a Vidyard being like, thank you so much for taking the time. Like I, that bridal suite is, you know, your, your ready room is stunning. The changes and the enhancements you've made. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like complimenting them and making them feel good and say now below is that link for you to move on to the next steps if you have any questions i'm here to help you know and i hit send holy shit it is like magic in terms of the response you get in a way that you wouldn't now i know it's for the tech savvy it's fine but um but it works really really well and so i just want you to think outside of the box when it comes to follow-throughs and what can you do that no one else in your category is already doing mm -hmm. i like it i like it a lot well, we're going to wrap up this episode with one of my all-time favorite quotes because um, if you've ever seen me speak in person and you've seen sales presentations from me, God help you because I am a follow-up junkie. I can appreciate Vanessa's like a three and four and done. I am not that bitch. I will chase you. I will not let it go. I will not because I know you're busy and I know you've got... And I think it's because a million years ago in my career, I heard the quote, the fortune is in the follow-up. And as a full-time salesperson, it was very different than you as a solopreneur who is the sales, the marketing, the operations team. My only job was sales when I worked at the mm -hmm. menu. And now I do a lot of things. So my follow-ups are a little bit lighter, but when you're only role is sales and you have staff members or you on your team that's your only focus you have to follow up more than that you have to create a series of different follow-ups that are soft they're not pushy they're not chasing for the close you know it's resources and tips and ideas and inspo but you really like need to chase because like I said quote of the day the fortune is in the follow-up that is where the money lives and we all are here to make that money. Yeah. Yeah. Money. Listen, I only send the, the closing email when I absolutely have to. That's not true, guys. She's a liar. She's so cutthroat. If there's too many leads sitting in there, she's like, Rah! and she goes in and she starts closing, closing, closing. She's a liar. My name is Sweet Miss Bees. Yeah. I'm the nicest person. <laughs> I have been there and watched her go on a clothes spree on a like, I'm going to claim these out. I have watched it. So, but it is satisfying. It's satisfying. These people, I've sent you five follow-up emails. You've read every single one of them. Closing, closing, closing. <laughs> yeah. Where did that sweet bitch just go? Because I'm pretty sure I heard the real girl come out. She had whiskey. Oh, I love it. Well, we like to end every episode giving you some swag. Three action items to add to your to-do list. Action item, no 
The action item number one. What you got, B? Time is of the essence, mofos. Don't wait too long to send out the follow-up after your appointment or your tour. Don't wait a week. Don't wait five days. Do it as soon as you possibly can. Mm, number two, don't give up. You have to make time in your schedule every week to do your follow-up. So I always suggest in people's CRMs, if you're going to do them on Wednesdays from two to five, when you put your tasks in and things like that, instead of them being random days throughout the week, pick one day and actually like block your schedule and say, I'm going to do so then you assign all those tasks to Wednesday. So that way, when you open up your list on Wednesday, you can go through them all the post appointment follow up is going to be the ones most likely to convert. Yes. And then my last one for you is create email templates for the follow-ups and for those sleeper clients. It gives them a gentle push and it shows that you still care and that you still want to help them. So make sure you have a couple of templates, you know, in the funnel. Yeah. And just be really careful Googling that because some of the shit that's out there is very hardcore sales close your file. Yeah, don't do that. This next generation does not respond well to. So like if you read the template and you're like, that's cringy, it probably is and you shouldn't use it. Yeah, no, make it personable. If you feel like this podcast helped your business, got you thinking, or we made you laugh. Follow, subscribe, and share it with one friend. That's all I want you to send it to one friend and be like, you need to listen to this shit. Bitch, grow your business. Listen to this shit. Stay tuned for our upcoming episode, which we are going to be interviewing... I we are chatting on how to make your appointments more experiential. Yes, we brought in an expert. Ian Ramirez of Madeira Estates in Texas is sharing his tips and tricks for all of us. Oh, if you haven't seen Ian speak, I've seen saw him speak at Wedding MBA and again recently at Cater Source in a special event. And he's got some rock star tips for us. So I'm excited. He's a he's a genius. You should definitely stay tuned. He's a genius. Now go make epic shit happen and let us know how many more appointments are closing. 